This podcast is sponsored by the Copywriter Underground. It's our new membership designed for you to help you attract more clients and hit 10K a month consistently. For more information or to sign up, go to thecopywriterunderground.com. What if you could hang out with seriously talented copywriters and other experts, ask them about their successes and failures, their work processes, and their habits, then steal an idea or two to inspire your own work? That's what Rob and I do every week at the Copywriter Club podcast. You're invited to join the club for episode 124 as we chat with product launch manager and direct marketer Shannon McCaffrey about becoming an online marketer, running launches with experts like Jeff Walker and Lisa Sasevich, the role spirituality plays in her life and business, and what's not working in online marketing today. Shannon, welcome. Great to have you here. Hey, guys. Awesome to be here. Thrilled. This is going to be fun. All right. So we met you in a Titans Masterclass. We're all members in there with Brian Kurtz. And you and I are actually in an accountability group. So we get to connect on a regular basis. But I don't think I know your entire story. So let's start with how you ended up as an online marketer. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually was in corporate America for a lot for a good bit. Um, and after that stint, I got to say, I think I was in there 15, 16 years. I don't know, it all rolls together. And I, um, I lost my job or they laid me off in a layoff. And basically my mentor came to me, his name is Rob Berkeley, amazing coach. And he said, Hey, don't go back to corporate America. I just bought this independent business advisor with Dan Kennedy. Come help me run that. And I'll help you create your own online marketing business. And I said, sure, why not? What do I got to lose? And that's what happened. So, um, okay, already questions. Uh, first of all, working with Dan Kennedy, how was that? But, you know, how did the whole um, building that business go? Like, what, what were the next steps? Oh, sweet. Yeah, well, basically at that time, this was too, dating myself, this is 2006. And basically Dan, you know, they were still independent. So it was Bill and Dan, um, the, and they were the Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, right? And basically they sold these independent business, business advisor, if I can say that word. Um, and, uh, and it was like, they had one for every major city around the country. So we bought, he bought the Boston one. So basically we were Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer's arm in Boston. So we ran monthly um, Glazer Kennedy meetings for everyone locally in Boston and Massachusetts area who wanted to have access to Dan and all of his stuff. And then we also created a mastermind group and we would bring those folks um, to Dan and Bill's meetings that they had twice a year, their big events. And it was, uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. You know, we trained people, we created a whole direct response marketing club locally, you know, and we did that for four years and it was an amazing experience. And then we built it up enough that we wanted, we wanted to do other things. So we sold it back to them. So it was pretty cool. Okay, cool. So how did you go from that then to what you're doing today, which is, you know, I, I think you're doing more on your own, but you're working with some pretty big name individuals in the launch space and in online marketing. Right. Well, I think for me, what what happened was, you know, as you can tell, I'm not a shy person. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I don't, I don't shy away from much. 
And that experience of being involved, you know, with Rob and with Dan, because he was also in Bill Glazer's mastermind group. So, you know, that was what, you know, Ryan Dice was in there, Perry Belcher. I mean, you know, I got introduced to a lot of the big guys back then, Yannick Silver, Jeff Walker. I mean, a lot of those guys were, you know, and for Jeff, they were just starting, like they were on the verge of, you know, creating and building their own businesses. I mean, I knew Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher before they created Digital Marketer. You know, this is when they were doing all sorts of other stuff, right? So I ended up, you know, hanging out with those guys and ended up being in Yannick Silver's mastermind. I end up, you know, because I, I was in a um, his mastermind. And then I started, I met Jeff Walker and I started doing things. You know, Jeff and I started talking. I went to his first live event um, and I actually, uh, I bought his print product. I still have it. Um, and so things just sort of, you know, evolve, you know, from there. It's, you know, it's sort of, I mean, it's going to sound so trite, but it's like life when you just take a chance and then stuff just starts happening. Right. And you, and it's hard to believe, I mean, this is when Twitter was young and I was on Twitter and, and Jeff reached out to me on Twitter and said, Hey, let's get on a call. You know, and this is before Twitter was, you know, insane and, and, and social media, I think it's before Facebook, which is really dating me or before Facebook really got to be Facebook, but So what was the biggest lesson you learned from working with Dan Kennedy? Like a lesson that's influenced your work today? Um, Well, one of the biggest, gosh, there's so many. I think, you know, first for anybody that's starting out, I think one of the most impactful things for me, you know, is, is that, you know, I don't, none of my stuff has to be perfect. I mean, I'll never forget this conversation. And you and I, were t- you guys and I were talking earlier, and this was so funny, he brought this up to me. I remember talking to Rob and, and, and I said, you know, Rob, I can't launch my business until I get my business card. And, and he's just looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I realized, oh, wait, you know, nothing has to be perfect. And I don't need a damn business card, you know, to start my business. I just have to have the courage and the you know, and, and the gumption to just do it. Right. I mean, that was, that was one of the things and good is good enough was another huge thing. Like I, like my stuff doesn't have to be perfect. I just need to get the damn stuff out there and then I can perfect it along the way. Dan taught me that. And another really good one was time management. And I, I wrote this down, you know, you guys, for everybody on this call, if you don't have Dan Kennedy's no BS time management, go out and buy it now. I mean, it's inexpensive. Go to Amazon, go get it. I mean, it's an amazing book. He talks about time vampires and he talks about, you know, it's all about taking back your time from other people. You know, don't let other people manage your time. I mean, the hilarious thing is I'm working with Dan on some projects with some clients. And the only way you can communicate with Dan is by fax. And my clients are like, this is insane. I go, yeah, I know. But listen, it works for him. And, you know, how many people are you going to say today? You know, he's inaccessible for a reason. And so there's certain things that I learned from him and how he built his business of how you can build yours. And one of them is have it. Don't let other people manage your time, you know, and for newbies, this is huge too. Let's say you don't have anything going on for the week. Well, don't let other people know that. Just say, you know what? My only availability is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at two. <laughs> you know, they don't know what else you have going on, you know, but don't, don't, don't let other people manage your time, manage your time yourself and, you know, put people, put boundaries up to be able to say, here's what I can work and here's what I can't work. And don't be incredibly accessible. You know, like I learned that, like even clients now that call me on the weekends, I don't answer the phone. I could answer the phone, but if I start answering the phone on the weekends, they're going to realize that, you know, I'm available whenever I, wherever they want me to be. And I don't want to do that. So that was another thing, putting up some boundaries around time and time management was huge. 
Those were a couple. That's a great lesson. Although I'm going to test you. I'm going to call you on the weekend now and see, <laughs> see if you take my call. So. Well, Rob, and I really like you, Rob. So if I was just hanging, I might even need to. <laughs> Good to know. So one of the things that people call you is the product launch chick. Uh, how'd you get that title? And uh, you know what, what does that involve? Well, the product launch chick actually came out of Yannick Silver's mastermind. You know, and that's the other thing. And it's still sort of like that with women. I think I was the only woman in his mastermind, you know, which takes a lot because I have to have, you know, some gumption and, and some, you know, chutzpah to be in there with all those guys. And it was actually quite fun. I have four brothers, so it was kind of fun and easy. And at one of and one of the, you know, I get up there for my 20 minutes, what's working, not working, and what can I do different? And I had a bunch of names, you know, what I'll call myself, because they all told me I should definitely do the product launch, you know, work on that because there's not a lot of people that did it. And so I, that was one of my ideas. And they thought, oh, that would really be kind of fun. But they said, you know, one of the other one of the guys was funny. I don't remember who it was who said, you know, but product launch chick, I mean, that sounds like so sexist. So just be careful if you're going to use it, you know, have fun with it. So my original logo had a little baby chick. I mean, it wasn't, you know, but, um, but that was, uh, that was, you know, and that's actually what started, you know, me focusing on, you know, doing product launches. And this was even before Jeff Walker had his product launch management training program. So what, is, what does your business look like? today as far as your offers and what you're working on? I bring people in through product launches. So when Jeff, he actually had a product launch manager training program. He did, I want to say it was 2000 and I think it was 2008 or 2009. And I helped him create that program, that live program. And there was like 50 people in there. And I think I'm me and two other people, the only people that are still doing launches and the way it you know, it looks is, you know, I have um, three ways that people work with me. And I would suggest anyone on this call, think about their business in these three ways. You know, the first one is I have a high price program that's called the done for you program. And that's basically doing all your product launch management. I manage the whole launch, manage all the pieces, manage all the people, you know, people meaning copywriting, um, video people, tech people, etc. Um, and then I have the do it with you program, which is sort of, which is, you know, I don't manage the whole thing. I manage certain pieces of it, you know, with you and I'm more of a partnership with you and your team. And then the, the third way is the do it yourself with my help. So that was, it's made much more like strategic, uh, marketing and launch coaching for you. And I, but the differences in my, and I would suggest, uh, you know, anyone on this call who's doing sort of copywriting coaching and that type of stuff, look at your business as not just a straight coach, but I also do a little bit of consulting so that I'm unique in that, you know, I'll, we'll go through and, you know, as a coach and I'll say, okay, these are the three things that you guys need to do this week. And oh, by the way, you know, one of them is creating your product and oh, here's some swipe files and here's some things that I learned to help you do it. So I don't just say as a coach, go out and do it. I give them sort of access to my treasure trove of swipe files and processes and procedures and, you know, st templates and things that have helped me and that, that will help them. So that's how I can try to sort of make myself unique and not just a coach. Yeah. What else can copywriters do to show up as more of a consultant? So I like that idea of sharing resources, um, but how else can we show up in that way? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think for for copywriters, 
you know, I think one of the things that you need to look at your business is you're not, you know, and you probably heard this a million times, but I'm going to give you a different spin on it is you're not just a copywriter. You know, that was one of the things Dan, cause Dan started out as a copywriter. And one of the things he gave, um, out, if anybody doesn't have his cop, is it coaching and consulting program? He, he's, he has an amazing coaching and consulting program. And um, it's 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 pricey. It's too grand, but it's worth the investment. Only, and I don't get any you know residuals from this. It's just more of, you know, I've had that program for a long time, and he trains you on how to. There's an assessment that you can give clients, and you ask them these questions. The whole point of these questions is to get them to think and to realize, you know, especially if they don't know some of this stuff. Like one of the big ones I always stump people on is what's your lifetime value of a client? And they're like, what the hell does that mean? You know, so he gives you these, these things to ask them. And, you know, you start planting these seeds that you're not just a copywriter. You know, you're a strategic marketer who's also aces and, and amazing at doing copy. If that's where you want to grow your business, I mean, looking at you as more of a strategic partner, my current clients do that today. I mean, they don't just want me, you know, to um, do things for them, you know, like, like create, you know, their mind maps and their, their funnel maps. They actually want my strategic help on, you know, what is their logo? What should their logo look like? What should their, you know, what, what should their whole uh, messaging be? You know, who's their current target audience? So don't make assumptions when this is actually a really good one. So I'm going to change, change my, my thought here. So when someone says to me, Hey, I want to get on a call with you, you know, cause I need help on these three things. I always know that usually the help they need isn't going to be on those three things. It's probably going to be on something else they're not even thinking about. So have a good list of questions and assessment questions that you ask them. Because I bring people in on launches, but then when I they come in and we talk, start talking about other aspects of their business and why they're doing this launch, I realize that they need to fix certain things like their website isn't the right message. You know, their follow-up series and sequences on their cold, you know, lead source that they have coming in aren't working. You know, and I always, you know, especially on that first free call I give, I always give a first free consulting call. And I ask them for, I ask them five questions up front before the call even starts because I want to, and I want to look at all their stuff. And so immediately on that call, I add value. Right. So I say, here's your, you know, when they show me their website, I'm like, here's three things you can do right now. Cause I always want to add value. And then when they realize, Hey, you know, this person can do more for me, you know, then, then we, we dig in and we dive in deeper. And most of my clients today, I've had them for a couple of years because I always look at the next project, right? Don't just look at the current project that they're offering you. Look at other parts of their business and don't be afraid to ask them more questions about it and then look toward the next project. And Dan taught me that. Like always look at what's the next thing you can be helping them with. Um, Because once you click and once it works and you really like them, like see how you can extend the business and see what more areas you can do to help them. Shannon, will you share what those five questions are or, you know, samples of the assessment questions that you have ready when you get on a call with somebody? I do something called a product launch client assessment, and I can share some of those and then I can share some other ones. But for instance, this is a no brainer, but this is a good question for yourself. These are questions you ask for yourself. I'm going to do that first because then I got, I got to find the other um, questions for you. But one of them is, do they have any money, Right. So do you like, do they have money? You know, do they have, do they have a makings of a saleable offer? Um, You know, would people care about what their offer is? Is there any demand for that offer? Um, Is there a magic bullet um, that, that they have for this offer? Do they have any social proof? 
Do they have any capability of expanding that offer? Do they have a list? Because that's another thing. I mean, if they have a list, um, if they don't have a list, then that's like, okay, well, it's, you know, there's, there's going to be, especially when you're thinking about doing a launch, you know, maybe you need to talk to them more about doing a seed launch. Do they know anything about launches? How, if they have a list, is it warm? Is it cold? How often do they communicate with that list? Those are some of my launch questions, but let me, let me go. Cause I just explain everybody the way my business works is I bring people in on a, on a free call. Um, and it's always 60 minutes. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, I don't know, that doesn't really, you know, but for me, you know, and I get all the information up front. And like I said, I ask these questions. So, so you're treating your sales call as a consulting call. Is that right? Or you're not having a sales call and then it's like, it's a not free- a sales call. No, I never call it. It's not a sales call. At no all. sales call. No, it's, it's a, it's a, Hey, what? So for instance, I'll go to an event and I'll say, Hey, um, you know, if they're interested in talking to me. I'll say, Hey, cool. You know, why don't we hop on a call when, when we get back and let me see how I can help you. And that's what I do. So this is an hour long and your goal is to give them three great ideas on this call or like, how, how do you think about it so that, you know, it's working for you and for them? You got it. So what I do is I look at it. How can I, how can I make an impact on their business in those 60 minutes? That's how I look at it. So, you know, for me, it's, um, what is the, you know, and, and I need to know a, a little bit about their business. So, and for, and like, for me, it's like I said, I, I focus more around the launches so it's how can I make the impact? And maybe it's looking at their website and maybe it's looking at their messaging and maybe it's saying, you know what, they have a sucky website right now. Um, you know, their their messaging is off, you know, looking at their audience. And there's a great book out there that you check it out. You may not want to buy it, but it's called Don't Make Me Think. I worked for a website tech company for several months and working on developing, you know, their websites. And Don't Make Me Think is all about if someone gets to your website, and they don't know what you do in the first, they need to figure out, they need to figure out what you do in the first five to seven seconds. And if they can't, then you failed. So that's sort of what I do. I look at their website and if I don't know what it is, I always like, okay, that's a huge flag for me. Right. So here's some great questions that you can ask folks before you have a call, a free call, if you decide to do a free 60 minute and you can do a 30 minute call. But I find most of the time that if there's something I'm really interested in, I want to be able to extend it. So I always say it's 60 minutes. And, you know, if it's only ends up being 30, it's totally cool. All right. So I say, what's your biggest challenge you're facing right now in your business or what's your biggest challenge you're facing in your launch? Right, that's the first question. Second question is, if you could wave a magic wand and change two things about your business, what would they be? And I interchange that with launch. You can interchange that with anything. Um, and then the third question is currently, how are you getting new clients slash customers? Because that's a telltale sign. How are they getting their current clients? Number four, who is your ideal client or customer? And then number five, be prepared to tell me about your products or your services and your process of getting those new clients um, and, and or, you know, be prepared to tell me about your upcoming launch um, and who, what the product is and who your folks are that you want to market to. Okay. I'm stealing, so I'm stealing all these questions from you. <laughs> no Thank problem. you. Uh, so, but you're sending these questions beforehand, right? 
Yeah, let me tell you my process. So I have a time trade account. I just use time trade because I like it. I just I had a free account and then I had so many calls I ended up paying for it. It's totally worth the investment. And then on that, you can create um, when they log on to your private link to create to get the call, it'll have the questions up there. And it says, hey, listen, click this link to get your call scheduled. And here are the five questions I need you to ask. And then a lot of times, you know, after they've um, they've got up their call, if they forget to answer the questions, I just send them a quick note before the call saying, hey. And I usually say, listen, you know, if you can answer these questions before the call, awesome. If you, But I don't want you to be stressed out about it. If you can't, just be prepared to answer these questions on the call. And then I say, obviously, if you get them done ahead of time, I can make this call more impactful for you. Right. So the more information you can give me before the call, the more I can help you right then and there on that call with your business. So how do you shift when you're in the sales call then for 60 minutes? Like, are you at minute 40 and you've provided three great ideas and then you start to shift and sell them on a package because you already know what package you want to give them? Oh, no, no, this is easier than that. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay, here's what happens. Um, When I give them so much value if these folks think that they want to work with me or if they're, if I know that there's a good, you know, vibe, because I got to tell you out of the number of calls I do, I don't, cause you know, I don't want to, I only want to work. This is so, sounds so trite. I only want to work with people who I love, people who I'm passionate about their business. So if I know that there's no way that I could work with these people, I usually just say, Hey, is there anything else I can help you with? You know? And then, you know, and, and, you know, please let me know how you're doing, you know, follow up, let me know how I can help you. Um, and if they're somebody that I think would be a client, honestly, they're going to, they're going to ask me, they're going to say, Hey, these are so great. I want to work with you. You know, what can we do? How can we do it? I, I got to tell you, I think out of nine calls out of 10, I don't ever have to switch to an offer. They're asking me, Hey, what can we do to work together? So it's not like a, a webinar where, you know, you're, you know what I mean? Where you have to shift, you know, into your, oh, hey, here's how I can work with you. But I mean, if there was a, a person on a call that I, they didn't shift that themselves, I may say, hey, listen, you know, I think there's a lot of synergy here. You know, I'd love to see how we could work together. And that's it. Like leave it open-ended and let them say, you know, you know, here's what I'm doing. You know, there might be something to work because it's all about figuring out, well, what's the next? And I always say, what's the next step? Like, what's the next step we can take? Because I think that we could, you do some really cool stuff together, you know, and usually they'll say, oh, well, why don't we do this? Or usually what will happen is they'll say, hey, you know, um, I would love to see a proposal, you know, and here's what I'm thinking. And I'll say, oh, awesome. You know, and, and my proposals always have the three three options to work with me, as I said in the beginning of of the call, I said, Hey, you know, I can do, do the, do it, you know, do it, you're done for you program, which is the most expensive, do it with you or the do it yourself. And nine times out of 10, if they're my perfect client, they'll all go for the top. They'll all, they all do go for the done for you. And that just always happens that way. Don't ask me how it just does. <laughs> yeah. That, my next question was, how does it work like that? No. Um, um. So I want to, I want to take that idea though, the three ways to work with you and, and maybe we can make some suggestions how copywriters can incorporate that into their business. Because I, I think like, this is a real golden idea and it's something that uh, Kara and I have talked about, like, you know, in our business. And so I, I really like, you know, the, the done for you, done with you, do it yourself kind of approach. But if you were you know, working with a copywriter who was struggling with offers in their business, how would you structure offers around? those three approaches to a to a customer or client 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, if you're focusing on, let's say, focusing on copy or even more strategic marketing, I think the done for you program would look more of a you're you're going to be a strategic marketing partner. Um, the calls I've been having lately with clients is most of them all tell me, and these are sort of higher, you know, paying more business, you know, want to grow their business clients. They all want my strategic help, and they use that word a lot for me just yesterday my clients like you know I don't need you in the weeds doing all these tasks I I want you to be my strategic partner cuz I've got this great idea and I need to know if it has legs and I need you to help me with your experience so for the done for you it would be more of a strategic partner and I always start my done for you's off with let's create let's get together and do a strategic planning day now mine are called um strategic you know, product launch planning day, but I've done another one where it was a strategic um, seed launch planning day, or it can even be a, a strategic marketing funnel planning day where I actually get together with them for a whole day. Um, and I, we do a lot of prep beforehand and we spend the day walking through, like if it's a pre-launch, you know, we focus on all the pre-launch content. We focus on, you know, all the copy that needs to be there. We focus on the messaging and the audience and the, you know, so there's a way that you could totally do it as a copywriter. If you're, if, if there's a big project they want you to come in on, you know, that done for you looks like, well, let me give you a day of my time. And if you don't want to do that, you want to do it separately. You know, I offer that day for five grand between five to eight grand. And as a caveat on that, make sure you tell them that they have to pay for your, um, your transportation to get there. And if they don't have an office, they have to find an office space and they have to pay for it because I've been burned a few times on that. Those are some lessons on my end for that. So that's, that's the done, uh, the do it for you. And the done with you is, is sort of the, that package above, but you take some things out, you know, so maybe you take out, I take out the day, the day goes off the table. So, you know, if they want to add the day to the do it, you know, with your program, then that's an extra five grand, or maybe it's an extra three grand or however you make it work. And it's just a pared down. So maybe if the, if the top one is, you know, I'm going to write all this copy for you, maybe you take out the majority of the copy and you focus on just the key things, right? Maybe it's the opt-in page, it's the thank you, in the, and it's the, the promo emails, and maybe it's the sales page you're going to write. Um, and then on the do it, you know, yourself with my help, that is a specific languaging. And I always say, if you're a smart marketer, if you've, you know, you've got a lot of, um, chutzpah and, you know, you're a go-getter and you don't need help, you know, on time management and, you know, I, you know, everything to do, but you just need a guide to help you do it. Then that's the program for you. And I structure that as, you know, it's usually three hours a month with a 30 minute emergency call in that month. And it's, um, and then one of the things I do do on that one is I tell them that they don't have to take any notes. Um, I record, I do all zoom. So if you don't have a zoom account, pay for one now, it's totally worth it. Another, another good tool, by the way, I should have a, I think I have a, I have a blog post I've never written, but it's all the five tools that I can't live without as a marketer. Um, but that's a good one. And I always tell them I take really good notes. And so at the end of the call, I give them the recording and then I write down the next steps of everything they have to do. And if there's resources that I have to help them do it, I put them in the call and then I remind them of, uh, you know, when the next call is, and then I send that out. And also something else that I do that I've just started doing is another amazing tool is Slack. I tell them I don't, I send them that one email and then I say after this email, all of our communications are now going to be on Slack because I find I can create a, um, and I paid for that as well, but I've, uh, I get, if you can get a free Slack channel 
for them, a private Slack channel where you keep all of your communications with that client. So the way I use Slack is I have a private channel for all my clients. And that way I keep all of our communications in there. So I don't have to follow up on a zillion emails because everyone can email me. All my clients email me in the one email account, but I can't keep them all straight anymore. So I use Slack for that. And so then I send all my information and my stuff to my clients in Slack. And that's my do it, do it yourself with my help. Hey, we're just jumping into the show today to tell you a little bit more about the Copywriter Underground. Rob, what do you like best about this membership? So this membership community is full of copywriters that are investing in their businesses and taking what they do seriously. Everything is focused around three ideas, copywriting and getting better at the craft that we all do, marketing and getting in front of the right customers so that you can charge more and earn more, and also mindset so that you can get out of your head and focus on the things that will help you be successful at what we do. There's a private Facebook group for the members of the community, and we also send out a monthly newsletter that's full of advice, again, on those three areas, copywriting, marketing, and mindset, things that you can mark up and you know tear out, put them in your file, save them for whatever, and it's not going to get lost in your email inbox. Carol, what do you like about the Copywriter Underground? So I, I love the monthly hot seat calls where our members have a chance to sit in the hot seat and ask a big question or get ideas or talk through a challenge in their business because we all learn from those, those situations. And then I also feel like the templates we include in the membership are valuable because who wants to reinvent the wheel? And Rob and I end up sharing a lot of the templates and resources we use in our own businesses. So I would definitely want to grab those. So if you are interested in joining a community of copywriters that are investing in their business and in themselves and trying to do more, get more clients, earn more money consistently, go to thecopywriterunderground.com to learn more. Now back to the program. Wow. Okay. So I'm stuck on the the initial package for 8K for the day because I want to do that. So how do so how do I do that? So here's what it looks like for launching strategic planning day. I I do a one whole day or two half days, right? And I tell them by the end of that day we're going to have their strategic launch plan done. So for you it would be you know whatever your copywriting project is done. Um, And the way we start off the day is we do an overview. So it's all about their goals, you know, what their goals are for this project. And then I also need them to know, and I want them to do it before we get there. I want a list of all their assets because no one ever does this. This is a huge thing, guys. Write this down. No one ever knows what they're at. Like I have worked with so many clients who have a ton of content and they don't know what the heck they have. So, you know, have them do an assets list. And if they need help on that, I'm like, okay, an asset list is any blogs that you have written, any recordings that you have done, you know, give them some examples and things that we can use um, and repurpose, right? Um, And then, of course, knowing what their core product is or their program is, you know, what their, you know, what their offer and what can the whole thing about the assets list is what their bonuses could be, right? Or what other products we can create. So that's sort of what the goal of the overview is of what we're going to accomplish in that day. You know, and then for me, I go into real specifics about product launch content, right? What's the hook? What's the story? What are the videos? Um, and then I have a timeline. So, so let's say if you're doing a copywriting project, you'd figure out the timeline, you know, of how everything's going to unfold. Um, and then I talk about, we talk about technology and backend, you know, what, what is all the tech that we're going to need? What are all the pages we're going to do? Um, and then at the end of the day, I tell them I'm going to create all this in a product launch plan. So for you, it would be a strategic marketing or copywriting plan. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. So there's prep work you do in the beginning, 
Um, and then you have everybody prepared to come and you, you pretty much, and I always try to get a place that has a whiteboard or at least a flip chart so we can sort of, you know, map it all out. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of it. I mean, I think a lot of times on these uh, days, you know, really mapping out what, who their audience is and what their offer is, because if you don't, you know, as Dan Kennedy taught me, you know, the four M's message market media. Yeah. You have to write, you have to have the right message going to the right market slash audience using the right media. And if, and if you're, you're not making money, it's because one of those things is off. So you have to make sure they have the right message, right? And they have the right offer. So that's sort of my, my cheat sheet on that. So you mentioned that you get a lot of your clients by going to events and you just, you know, connect with them and then, you know, make this uh, pitch or make the offer of this free call. I'm curious, how do you make sure that you're attending the right events? Because I think, you know, everybody's had that experience where they've gone to an event and they walk away and it didn't deliver either the client or the conversations or, you know, whatever the expectations were. So how do you, how do you make sure you're at the right event? And then do you have any tricks for making sure that you're talking to the right people so that you make the right connections? Yeah, totally. So how to make sure you're going to the right event? Well, what I would say is, you know, looking at your business, you know, who you really, it actually goes backwards, you know, to who is your target audience? Like, who are the people that you want to work with? And if you know who those people are that you want to work with, um, and I, I want to go into more about that too. So remind me of that, because I don't want to get off the, the your core question, because I want to talk about your audience. Um, but so for, you know, so, and when you know who they are, then you see where do they go? I mean, it's sort of the same thing you do for copywriting. Like, where do they hang out? So instead of where they hang out online, it's where do they hang out live? So a good example for me is Jeff Walker. A lot of Jeff Walker's launch people are my people because, you know, I'm focusing my business and doing launches on people, people in the health, wellness, and the healing areas, right? And so, you know, he attracts a lot of those people. So I know, okay, and he does two events a year. So I go to those two events and the key is don't just go to the two events once you have to go more. I mean, and he gets great content anyway, and I'm a launch, you know, I'm I'm a launch expert. So I got to keep up on what's going on. So I always go to those events. So I got to tell you, I've been going to those events now for four years. And now, I mean, I, every time I go to an event, I pick up a client and, and I don't just pick up one, I pick up two, pick up three, you know? So it's, it's looking at where do your people hang out? Maybe your people hang out at Brendan Burchard's events, or maybe I, I think Yannick's doing his Maverick events. Maybe they hang out there, or maybe they're a digital marketer, but it's, you know, or maybe it's a certain industry you're in. So maybe it's not just internet marketing conferences. So maybe it's a specific industry you're in where they hang out. You know, so look at it um, in, in those terms. The cheat is if any of these events you go to, if they offer a VIP, don't hesitate about the money. Damn, take it. Just take it. Every time. So for instance, with Jeff's event, he always is a VIP. Um, and actually, VIPs, and I'm going to c- claim fame on this one. Me and Alex Mendozian made up the whole VIP upsell <laughs> offer at, at T- Marvin hit the event. We created the whole thing with Andrew Locke, the three of us, and we started doing these. And then, and then Barry Bumgarner, who I love very much and Sage Event Management, she worked with us on these events, and then she took it to all her events, which is awesome, you know. But anybody, I mean, it's not like it's my, you know, it's not like I have a trademark on it. But I mean, it's an amazing thing to do upsells because with you do an offer, just as an aside, if you do a VIP offer at an event, you can you can add an extra twelve to fifteen grand, you know, on top of your event by offering VIP. So for Jeff, it's five hundred bucks. And I do it because Jeff offers three lunches. And so I the la- I just came from his event back in October. And I got to tell you, I picked up two clients at lunch. 
I just, I just met them, the guy in the lunch line. I started talking to him. We had a hilarious conversation and we were like, let's go sit together. And then he's like, tell me all about his business. And now I'm working with him. <laughs> so, you know, it's that easy. So VIPs are, are assuring me, because I, I don't want to be in there with newbies. You know, I've been doing this for 12 years. I really want to be in there with people who are making reasonable money and who don't need all the beginning help. So I know that those people are going to spend the extra 500 bucks to be at a VIP. So, and then you get to meet all Jeff's, all Jeff's Titans. I was in his Titans mastermind, not Titans, excuse me. That's Brian's group. I was in his platinum mastermind group for several years until I left. And so all those guys are still there and they're all at the VIP lunches. So I get to hang out with those guys. Okay. So clearly networking lunches, VIP lunches, this is working for you. Um, And you're, an extrovert, very friendly. It seems like it comes naturally, but for a lot of other copywriters, you know, we get a little awkward at networking events at lunch. And in my case, very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we might even disappear and just go to our room and take a bath. So what can you recommend for people who like, it doesn't come as naturally, but we are at the event, we're in the right place. Um, We just need to sell ourselves or like just talk normally. No, here's the thing. I mean, I don't want you, anybody who's an extrovert. I don't want you to strengthen your weakness. I get it. Not that it's a, a weakness, weakness, but you know what I mean. Like if it's it's uncomfortable and it's something that's not natural to you. What I would say is if you can partner up with a friend. Like I have a a friend of mine who is just launching his business, and he is an introvert. So I said, hey, why? And he didn't wasn't even thinking about coming to this event. I invited him to come to the event with me, and then I introduced him to all these people, right? Because I was his person there at the event. So for anyone who is an introvert, if you have someone or know someone who can sort of be your wing person at the event and help bring you in to, you know, help bring you into conversation, say, Hey, come meet this guy, you know, or meet this gal, you know, that's, that's one way. And another way is, you know, if I'm going to invest the time and money of going to an event, I look at it as I can sleep when I get home, uh, you know, and I can take a (laughs) bath and all that when I get home. I mean, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm investing. I mean, and when I go to an event, I mean, think about it. Between the airfare and the hotel and the food, you're investing it in, you know, anywhere between a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred. And you know, I don't drink anymore. And even if even though I don't drink anymore, I hang out at the bar at night because guess what? There's gonna be a lot of people who are there by themselves. You know, and you don't have to drink. You can just hang out at the bar and you'll see the name tags, you know, get a soda or whatever, and just say, Hey, you know, what's you know, how's the event going for you? And that's it. And then you can start a conversation, you know, because when you look at it, Jeff Walker, Yannick Silver, a lot of the big internet guys are all introverts too. And the way they started was, you know, they went to a lunch and they sat next to somebody and they said, hey, you know, what's your business? What do you, you know, what do you hope to get out of the event? And that's all you need to do because there's a lot of like-minded people at these events who are probably just like you and they're trying to figure out how do I get out there? How do I, you know, talk to other people? So you're not alone. Not not everybody's an in, an extrovert like me. So the key is just to go to events with you, Shannon. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out with you at the next event. Yeah, oh, I would love it. I I brought a bunch of people to Jeff's uh, launch con event. We had a kick. Day had a three of Shannon not taking a bath until she gets home. You know I mean, that could get pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So um, because we're talking about launches, I want to know from you, like what's working in the launch space? What's currently not working? Is If there are any trends or anything that you've taken away from some of those recent conferences? Yeah. I mean, I think what's really working in launches 
there's a lot of new trends that are happening, but I think I don't want people to walk, you know, to walk away from the core stuff of what you need from a launch. I mean, you have, I mean, you have to have a kick-ass offer, you know, and you have to have a really, you know, an audience, but you know, the core stuff that I have taken is more people are doing, um, instead of doing the, tr- and then a launch isn't just a traditional Jeff Walker launch. You don't have to create you know, free damn videos, all the videos he does. Like he does three pre-launch videos and he does a sales video. You don't have to do that. Most people, when they say launch, they think of that model. Well, guess what? There's a million other models to do. You know, a lot of very successful people do just do a one webinar to do their launch. Um, but the thing that if you decide you want to do a Jeff Walker style launch, you know, you don't have to have all the scripts now. You don't have to do all that ahead of time. You can have a lot of things planned, but you can do it live. Like Jeff Walker's launch that he just did, he did the whole thing live. He did it on Facebook. I think he did it. I don't know if he did it just on Facebook live, but he did it on his website live. Um, and he, so it's, so he saved costs in having to have it all filmed and edited and all that stuff. Um, and I think it was one of his best launches he's done to date. But I mean, I have to say, let's face it, not all of us have been in business for 20 years like he has and can do all that. But, you know, he has, he has had a lot of people in his um, space that, that are following him that have done live launches. So, I mean, think about that. I mean, using video more and, you know, if you don't, if you're not scripted, you don't have to have a script, but maybe you have all the bullet points that you want to do to do a launch that way. Um, and the other, you know, and using video, I mean, video is still a really good way to get people in. I have at that event, he has a couple of guys that have used Facebook live and Facebook videos to really bring in a lot of like-minded people. I think that's a really good way to do it. I mean, I think the other thing too, is it's all about, it's still about relationships. It's always going to be about relationships with your audience, you know, with your core people, you know, that's never going to go away. I think looking at what's happening with social media, you know, I think it's all about now. I think the buzzwords were community, building your own like-minded community and you're not selling anything. Basically you're trying to help them, whatever the goal is that you have in your your business. Like for me, it's all about helping people launch to get the word out to help people heal, you know, and, and live better lives. Right. So whatever that mission is, you know, it's about building that relationship. It's not about making money. Money's the outcome, right? But that's not why we're doing what we do usually, you know, for most of us or anybody that's successful, it's not the reason why they're doing it. I mean, so those would be um, the biggest um, things that are happening, I think, in the launch space that you need to be aware of. I want to ask the opposite question, and that is, what's not working anymore in the launch space? What uh, you know, what's getting old and tired, and just isn't getting the traction that it used to? You know, what's getting old and tired? I would say there's a lot of people out there selling internet and online information. I mean, I think that you know, I think if you really want to sell something um, online, whether it's in you know you know, business, business opportunity or something else, you really have to have a very specific message. Um, and you really have to know your audience incredibly well. I'll give you an example. So I'm working with, um, a feel good client right now and we're selling, um, a whole summit and we're running into challenges because we don't have, like, it's so all encompassing what we're selling. You know, we're selling you, you to have a better, more balanced life. Well, that's not very specific. So it's harder to sell that. 
So if you can be more specific in your outcome of what they're going to get, because remember, we're all, you know, we're all in it. We're either solving a problem for them or, you know, we're giving them something that they, that they want to help, you know, their lives. Right. But that's one of the things that it's becoming ever increasing with all the noise. I mean, if you're on Instagram or any type of social media, oh my God, I'm seeing ads all the time, you know, so it's really being able to differentiate yourself. And if you don't do that and you sound like everyone else, it's just going to be noise. That's basically not working. And something else that's really important is, okay, so a lot of guys in the internet space are selling you all these magic bullets. Well, here's the thing. There's really, there's no such thing as a magic bullet, honestly. And you can certainly um, borrow things from them that have worked for them. But I think one of the, the challenges that a lot of folks face when they do that is if they're not asking the question, like you may take stuff that Jeff does, but if, if Jeff's people aren't your audience, it's not going to work for you. Um, you know, so you have to look at all the information out there and, and ask the question, well, who's their market? And if that's not my market, well, then what do I, you know, so this may not work for me. So let me keep searching. I'm not saying it won't. You certainly ought to test it. But there are so many people, and I think that's what Lisa Sasevich did really well, is she helps you find your message and helps you find, you know, what it is for you. And she gives you good templates because the thing is what works for, for one person isn't going to work for everyone. So, you know, we're all individuals. So, so don't, don't make the mistake of saying, Oh, you know, I'm going to borrow, you know, all the stuff this guy did and I'm just going to fit it to my business so that I can make money. Well, it's, it might not work. You know, so it's really, you got to find that really, that good in-between place. Like when I'm doing research for someone to create a product, I buy all the products that are out there in that, in that arena. And then I look at where the holes are and that's how we figure out what the product is. Um, so, you know, that's what, and that's been really helpful, but don't fool yourself. And actually Frank Kern, I was in a workshop, he had his first ever copywriting workshop and I loved it. And that's one of the things he said, yeah, you know, this worked for me, but I don't know if it's going to work for you, but I know this is the template. And if you follow this template, I'm sure it's going to help you, but I don't know all the nuances in your business. So you can't make an assumption. Where have you found copywriters fall short in launches? You know, by not asking all the questions they need to ask and making assumptions and making an assumption that the person that you're working for knows their audience really well, or, you know, not asking the right questions to really, you know, get at the message, you know, and figure out what are, what are the problems does this thing solve? And it may be 20 and really hammering it down to the top three. And don't make an assumption that the person that you're working with knows what those top three are. You know, I would always say as a copywriter, um, you know, if you're working with someone, always ask them, hey, have you guys surveyed your list? And I've used surveys a ton. And if they haven't, then work with them to figure out, because you don't need that many questions. Um, but you know, you really need, the more, you know, about who's on their list and who they want to sell to and ask them, you know, ask that list some questions, the easier it'll be to, to do the copy. And you might even get really good open-ended questions where, you know, they'll, you can, you can borrow that copy that those folks have answered those questions with and put some of that copy in your, uh, in, in whatever project that you're working for with, them. Shannon, I want to change topics just a little bit and talk a little bit about spirituality. You write about your business being soulful and that you've meditated with shamans and you know made this a big part of your life and your business. We talk a little bit about the importance of that to you, how you practice that and you know how it's affected your business. 
Oh yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's it's been really huge for me. I started out uh, my my coach Rob Rob Berkeley. He basically introduced me to the law of attraction, and you know, obviously, I'm sure everyone here has read Napoleon Hill. But I I went further because I'm like obsessed with learning. So I would say, you know, that's one thing that you know, being in this space, you know, I read three to four books a month. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I, I the more I read, the more I'm well-rounded. And it just it just really adds to my business. Um, but I would I started out by reading the Law of Attraction, but you know that by Abraham Hicks. So if anybody hasn't read any of their books, I would totally recommend The Art of Allowing um, and Money and the Law of Attraction. And you know I started reading all these Law of Attraction, all these woo-woo stuff, and then I actually started doing it. And one of the really cool books I don't know if you guys have ever read Joe Vitale's The Secret Prayer pretty freaking awesome book. I would definitely recommend it. He gives you all these great um, things to think about. And then Wayne Dyer's book on wishes fulfilled. I mean, you know, reading all those books, it just gave me a much bigger, wider understanding of noticing that my thoughts become things. They really do. And, you know, in my, my experience in meditating for the past, you know, whatever it was, 15, 20 years, you know, meditation isn't just to calm my mind, but for me, meditation helps me pay attention to what I'm thinking about. Because my thoughts just are so natural and they're just there all the time. When I meditate, I can actually focus in on them and I know what I'm thinking. So then in my conscious time, you know, like talking on this call with you, I can pay more attention to to those thoughts and I can actually, you know, I don't need to treat them like, you know, Russian roulette. Like I can actually focus on what I want to think about and I can also focus on what I shouldn't be thinking about and realize, you know, I got to put my energy on what's working, not on, not my energy on what's not working. You know, no one teaches us that when we're kids. I mean, no one teaches you, you know, that, you know, all those voices in your head, all that negativity. You know, one of the best books I read was by uh, Michael Singer, um, and you know, his book was about if you took all your thoughts, right. And you put them on the couch next to you and then you turn them into a person. <laughs> would you want to be friends with that person? No, probably not. Right. Why do we torture ourselves all the time? I mean, what if we stop that noise and put it to good use, you know? Um, and then another really cool book I just read, which I thought was amazing. Ryan Holiday. Actually, Neil told us about this book called The Obstacle is the Way. Oh my God, I devoured that book. It's so good. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, it's it's been helpful for me to sort of live a much more, um, a life, I would say I try to live my life from the inside out instead of the outside in. You know, and Ryan Holiday talks about that, The Obstacle is the Way, meaning I, I work on not letting everything outside of me have a huge impact on what's inside. So, you know, if I can live more from the inside out, meaning put up enough Teflon, put up enough stuff that yeah, shit happens, excuse my French, but I don't have to let it take my whole life down. You know, I have a really good support system. I have a really good, you know, accountability group. Thank you, Kira. You know, I have, I have things that I put into place to help me when, when the shit all falls, you know, in, in the fan, you know, goes in the fan there, you know, I have ways that I can help build myself up. And that's helped me out when I've had some really bad, you know, really dark times. I mean, cause that's the thing I've been doing this for 12 years, but Hey, listen, it isn't all been roses and awesome amazingness. You know, I mean, your, your business goes in, in spits and sparts. I mean, it dips and then it comes back up and it comes down depending on, you know, if you've built a business that you love or end up finding you've built a business that you don't really like, and you need to turn things around and change it. You know, I mean, you know, it can't be, you know, and, and to make that assumption that everybody else's business is amazing. Well, it's not really. I mean, you know, what's that old saying? Like if everybody put all their problems in a, in a hat, 
you know, if you picked up a problem and it was someone else's, would you want that problem? No, you'd want your problem back. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we wrap, Shannon, I want to ask you about the future of online marketing. So what do you think the future of online marketing looks like? I think the future of online marketing is relationships, relationships, relationships. I mean, I'm going to, and I said this already, but you know, it's all about building a community of like-minded people, but also to think about all of us are unique, right? And there, and honestly, I believe this, there really isn't any such thing as competition, you know, and that's why we have so many folks doing the same thing. I mean, look how many millions of coaches are out there. The, the, the core thing is if we get to that area of our life where we think that there is no competition, there is so much business out there for everyone. And to create a business where we're attracting like-minded people, so don't be milk toast, right? Like be your own person and stand out for who you are and those people will be attracted to you. It's not about selling anymore. It's about attracting those like-minded people. And Dan Kennedy said this years ago. You know, it's not it's about it's not about push-pull marketing, right? It's about it's about pull marketing. It's about attract marketing. Um and then the other thing is, you know, in the future don't get caught up in ma- magic bullets. Again, like I said, you know, what's worked for someone else may not work for you. You know, for anyone listening who's a copywriter, you know, don't just sell yourself as a copywriter. You're a strategic copywriter. You're a strategic marketing copywriter. You know, if you can go into a business and say, hey, it's not just about me helping you with your copy, but I can help you look at your business in a whole nother way. And I can help you attract the right-minded people um, and then help you build that business. And the one way we're going to do it is through your messaging and through your copy. I think that's great advice to end on, Shannon. If anybody wants to connect with you, where could they find out more about you? Well, you can certainly check out my um, website. It's soulfulvisionmarketer.com. And certainly through your group, I mean, you could shoot me an email at info at soulfulvisionmarketing.com. But I can, you can, if you go to the website, you can also just shoot me a note through there because I think the email address is on there too. If I can help anybody out, you know, certainly. Love to and you it. may be at, in Brooklyn, right? In March. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on that. I'd love to be there. Thank you so much, Shannon. This I learned a ton. I feel like I'm going to test the new model for my sales calls and stop calling them sales calls. So thank you for just sharing everything with us. Oh, you bet. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Copywriter Club podcast with Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. Music for the show is a clip from Gravity by Whitest Boy Alive, available in iTunes. If you like what you've heard, you can help us spread the word by subscribing in iTunes and by leaving a review. For show notes, a full transcript, and links to our free Facebook community, visit thecopywriterclub.com. We'll see you next episode.